0: THE HOLY GOSPEL ACCORDING TO MARK, THE FIFTH CHAPTER. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue, named Jairus, came, and, when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and she was no better but rather grew worse. She'd heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, for she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately, her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you? How can you say, Who touched me? He looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talithakum, which means little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was twelve years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Great.
1: Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, last weekend was our fourth annual SPD Outdoors Summer Fishing Retreat. A number of you have asked if we caught any fish. I want to tell you right now the answer to that is yes. We caught lots of fish, conservatively 260 fish. The largest, a 29 inch walleye, with lots of fish in the slot. We had a wonderful time of faith and fellowship, and of course, fishing. So, if you would like to hear more stories, I'm happy to share them. <laughs> so, over the past couple of weeks, uh, we've heard a story about a really small seed small mustard seed. And last weekend, it was the story of Jesus and his disciples out in a boat that they thought was going down in the midst of a storm. Today, we come to a story that, aside from Jesus, involves three primary characters. Jairus, his daughter, and a woman who had been hemorrhaging for 12 years. Now, there is a rich bounty of imagery within this text alone to communicate to you and me the very breadth and depth of God's love. But this morning, I want to look at the text through a very specific lens. And that lens is vulnerability. Now, I know that word can make people stir in their seats, so bear with me. Vulnerability is a difficult word for many of us because we prefer security. We prefer safety and predictability in our daily lives. Society tells you and me that if you are vulnerable, you are weak that you are soft. And so quite often when we hear the language of vulnerability, words like shame, humiliation, and guilt rise to the surface. But this morning, I want us to look at this text through that lens. Because quite often, society tells us that we are to have everything figured out. We are to have it all together. We are to know exactly everything that takes place in the world around us and in our own lives. Look at social media for all of two seconds and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. This idea that we are supposed to have everything figured out, this idea that we are supposed to have everything together, Rarely do we see posts that reflect the challenges, the trials and tribulations taking place in our lives. Quite often what we see is an unrealistic or untrue reality, a snapshot in time of a person's life. The truth is, vulnerability is risky. Vulnerability is scary, and so many of us would rather ignore it and simply sweep it aside and pretend that whatever is in our heart or weighing us down upon our shoulders doesn't actually exist. So recognizing that you need help and then asking for it, that's a hard pill to swallow. That is risky. And, In order to do that, it takes courage. Stripping off that armor and facade that we often use to protect ourselves and allowing people to see the reality of our life in the here and now takes courage. So that language of vulnerability, that language of courage, that's where we are today in our reading. Jairus, he was a leader in the synagogue and there was this woman who had been hemorrhaging for 12 years. Vulnerability takes courage. Jairus, a leader in the synagogue, would have had a life that many people at that time I'm sure would have envied. He was in good social standing. He had a respectable job. People often, I would guess, thought he had it all together. Until he didn't. Until his 12-year-old daughter became ill, and in that moment, Jairus showed his vulnerability. He sought out Jesus, fell at Jesus' feet, and asked Jesus to heal his daughter. VULNERABILITY TAKES COURAGE. AND THIS WOMAN, WHO HAD BEEN BLEEDING FOR 12 YEARS, SHE WOULD HAVE BEEN AN OUTCAST. SHE WOULD HAVE BEEN TOSSED TO THE FAR MARGINS OF SOCIETY. SHE HAD NO SOCIAL STANDING. SHE WOULD HAVE BEEN IGNORED. AND YET, IN THAT VERY MOMENT, A moment of vulnerability, she made her way through the crowd and reached out and touched Jesus' garment. Vulnerability takes courage. Research professor and author and two-time Faith and Life speaker, Dr. Brené Brown says this on vulnerability. Vulnerability. Owning our story can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Embracing our vulnerabilities is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging and joy. The experiences that make us the most vulnerable. Only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. There is freedom in owning your story. There is freedom in admitting that I don't have it all figured out. That we don't have it all together. There is freedom that comes to you and me in our vulnerability. It did for me, fifteen years ago when I found myself in an incredibly dark and scary place. Job said it best, For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of has come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Trouble came for me 15 years ago in the form of a dark and deep and scary depression. And I went through all of those reactions, right? Well, this can't be happening to me. What will people think? Am I weak? What is happening? What is going on? It was horrible. It was not a fun time in my life, and in the moment of deep darkness, in the greatest vulnerability that took place, I called a friend of mine, who I worked with in adolescent mental health and chemical dependency at Fairview. He was a psychiatrist. He had been a Lutheran pastor for years and then went back to med school. We have a wonderful relationship to this day, and I called him up, and I told him about my story. I told him about my reality. And in that moment, I showed my vulnerability. And in the days and weeks and months that followed, I discovered something. I discovered that being vulnerable gave me freedom. That being vulnerable gave me life. That being vulnerable gave me the ability to move from that darkness and into light. It's okay to not have it all figured out. It's okay to not have it all together, regardless of how old or how young you may be. There is so much pressure that we put on ourselves day in and day out, our young people particularly And yes, us as adults as well. And it is okay to not have it all figured out. I cannot help but wonder what are you carrying in your heart and on your shoulders today. And it is my hope then, that this place can be a place where you can come just as you are where you can come and we can admit our vulnerabilities, that we can see vulnerability not as weakness, but as strength, where judgment is overpowered with compassion. I pray that we can share our hopes and dreams and yes, our fears, knowing and trusting that the same Jesus who reached out to the vulnerable in Jairus and in the woman who had been hemorrhaging for 12 years and the 12-year-old girl reaches out to you and me with that same compassion, that same grace and that same love day in and day out. May you be filled with good courage And in turn, experience the infinite power of God's light in your life. Let it be so. Amen.